Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That world outside your window may not be so great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is low-key super. It's the Loki Show. We're talking Loki. Season 1. Episode 2, Loki the Variant. I'm Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by a man who's been hiding out in apocalypses his entire life, Kevin Mahadeo. Hi, Kevin. I love a good apocalypse. It's so great to just go there, do whatever you want, cause as much mischief and ruckus, and then it all gets blown away. This is also- just... You were really ahead of the game, I feel like, with uh, with this uh, tactic. Like, ever since I've known you, really, the first time, you were hiding out in an apocalypse. I believe it was called Wizard Entertainment. Yes, that is that is the apocalypse in which we got to do anything we wanted, knowing the world was going to yeah, end. I believe that apocalypse was called Wizard Magazine, uh, which right. is where you and I met and hid out, uh, and we were able to just get away with so much stuff. Because uh, all of it was going to be erased, certainly from the internet, so you could really just like write whatever you wanted, and no one would know. That's <laughs> so true. It's all gone now, too. The <laughs> I mean, apocalypse none of has happened. It's gone. I don't know if you could find the archives, but it seems like it's mostly gone. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about Wizard Magazine, although we certainly although could. Although we could. <laughs> I mean, I do think one day, like, Everything is Wizard would be very funny, a uh, little mini oh series. We what can talk a- about the, the days of you and me working together at Wizard Magazine. I wonder how many people know that about us. We've certainly talked about it over the, over the, the years, but... Uh, this is where Kevin and I met when we were both colleagues at Wizard Magazine. An apocalyptic yeah. scenario. Very apocalyptic. Uh, filled with chocolate Skittles. So much chocolate. Um, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for Loki. Uh, we're here for uh, so many Lokis. We are here certainly for um, the main Loki variant as played by Tom Hiddleston. But there are, there's the introduction of multiple Loki variants in this episode when you like see all the, like uh, when, when Mobius like cycles through all the different Lokis that there have been. And of course, we're left with this cliffhanger of uh, on the surface, what appears to be Lady Loki. Um, a character who could be indeed Lady Loki or could be somebody else. Internet's yeah. a buzzing, Kevin. I don't know how much you're paying attention to that. Um, I don't pay a ton of attention to the internet, but I certainly had thoughts yes. that uh, we will get into, I'm sure. We will absolutely get into your thoughts and more uh, because there is uh, there is much to discuss on that front, uh, just the whole tactic of hiding in apocalypses. The fact that uh, this episode, it came out on June 16th, 616. Uh, Loki and Marvel Twitter, very uh, jazzed about that as the possible date in which uh, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse I actually exploded. I did not think about that, and yes. that's really good. For those who don't that's catch that, real 616 good. is the designation of the of the Marvel Comics universe, of the main Marvel Comics universe. So uh, just a, 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 whether that that's an actual intentional Easter egg, that's kind of hard to plan for, but either way, pretty dope, pretty sweet. We will delay this. <laughs> Maybe that's why there was the gap between Falcon and Loki, right? They're just like, listen, we just we have to have this episode on yeah. uh, on six one six. Is just how Disney it's work. may have orchestrated COVID uh, <laughs> for this specific purpose to to get us into the world where Loki like reasonably came out on June sixteenth. They do own everything. Uh-huh, listen, we're gonna do this, okay? <laughs> we gotta we gotta release this. Haha, uh-huh, we're gonna lock everybody down so that we can do six one six for the multiverse episode. It's gonna be great. The internet's gonna explode. Haha. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you have to laugh, otherwise you cry. Uh, We're going to get into the full episode before we do. Uh, This is Everything is Super. It's our comic book and superhero destination here on Post Show Recaps. We want to hear from you. We've got tons of feedback. We will get through it. Super at Post Show Recaps. 
com. That's our email address. Send your feedback that way. Super at postshowrecaps.com. You can send to me as well, josh at postshowrecaps.com or kevin at postshowrecaps.com to contact Kevin. You can also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Round Howard. He's at Kev Mahadeo. You can join us in the Post Show Recaps patron discord where the patrons of Post Show Recaps are watching Loki and talking about Loki and we're getting delightful feedback from them. Consider signing up patreon.com slash postshowrecaps at the $10 level for the discord or the $5 level you're getting bonus podcasts including the upcoming Why, eh? Uh, the Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Woodward special where they are going through young adult fiction, starting with... You announced the starting with, I believe. Oh, yes, I did. On Twilight. last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. Twilight. Uh, so that's coming up start of July. So you've got some time to consider signing up. Save those pennies. We're going to want you in July. You're not going to want to miss the episode. It's going to be super, super fun. Um, before we continue, want to take a quick second and thank our sponsors for this episode of Post Show Recaps. Those are our friends over at Geico, do you own or rent your home? <laughs> sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com to get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Kevin. What about our other sponsors at Roxcart? Roxcart, where the apocalypse happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxcart. Uh, Roxcart, you put on the red light. Uh, my red God. light specials. Red Roxcart. light special. Uh, talk me through this, Kevin. Uh, talk me through episode two, in which we are uh, really like buddy copping it up with Loki and Mobius. Uh, it's True Detective season four, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. A really great combination. <laughs> It's true. It definitely felt, you know, it's funny because I keep wanting more comedy. Stephanie, I still, Stephanie, definitely, I still do. Who's Stephanie Lee? Yeah, Stephanie Lee. Uh, That is the alternate universe Stanley who launched the other Marvel universe. Um, So I really want more comedy, but this definitely feels like True Detective, right? There's a drama involved. You get a little bit of buddy copness, certainly with Owen Wilson. Uh, it's not full Starsky and Hutch, but it's almost there, uh, which was really fun. You you get more of these two interacting. You get more of Loki, um, quote-unquote, learning the ropes of the TVA in this episode. It felt really weird because part of it felt very much exactly like that, which was a bit unexpected. But then they did the curveball, right? They did the curveballs of just like, is Loki really involved in the in this group? He has more than he actually wants. He's kind of using this to advantage. We see him do a fake out of it in the middle of it. But then really at the end, we see Loki taking advantages of situations, which is what this character is known to do. This character is an opportunist of the highest order. So we kind of see that he's not really like drinking the Kool-Aid quite yet or drinking the... What are they drinking in that? Some sort of like uh, old like, school. Uh, I, I, it's just like a Josta. Is that the name of the soda? Loki Josta. Uh, and I wonder, is this like a, a Jocasta type of deal? Uh, but it's called uh, it's a it's I guess it's an obscure 80s energy drink. It was well, a soft drink brand produced by Pepsi uh, between 95 and 99. It's a high energy drink. So there uh, it is. He's it not drinking the, the Josta yet, but... It has the timeline uh, or the tagline. This is according to comicbook.com. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. As well as the slogan, better do the good stuff now. I mean, that's actually bizarrely, like, apropos, right? Like, serendipitous that that's the tagline for a show about choice, free will, the multiverse. I mean, obviously, I think it was on purpose, but it's weird that that existed. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And the idea of doing good while you can, because you won't be able to forever. I yeah. think there's a lot in there. That is that is bizarre. That is I think that's also time travel chicanery. So not only did Disney create a global pandemic, I think they also created time travel to plant these seeds I believe so this. they could pay it off later. I buy that. I buy that for sure. Uh yeah, like the whole arc of the episode is basically like Loki is not in on it, but he like he you know, at like the at like the fair when they're at the crime scene, he's trying to like come up with like this this grand overture of uh, this is why you should believe what I have to say. Uh, the the variant is waiting for you right outside. I need to speak with the the time lords immediately. <laughs> time lords, time keepers, time, time lords are a yeah, different. Time group. lords, different franchise. Like we, I need to talk to them now. And Moby's is like, oh, that's very funny. Ha 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 ha. Uh, super super funny. Um, and that's clearly like it. It is a ruse. But then he gets on board with it when once he sees 
Ragnarok and he finds out what happened to Asgard. I do like the way that the show is sort of like piecing together Loki, finding out the things that happened to the Loki that we mostly know, um, because it is, uh, I think really a really cool way of infiltrating the character of like, he's not earning all of that stuff, you know, by his own experience, but those experiences are now impacting him. So he doesn't exist completely separately from the stuff that happened to the original Loki, but he is still his own Loki. Uh, I think like it's it's a tricky balancing act, and I think that they are uh, negotiating that rather well. Um, and he fi- he like then like pieces together like he's hiding out in apocalypses. Yeah, uh, and I think it's fun that there's all these different like levels of apocalypse because like apocalypses happen all the time, <laughs> like apocalypse- hurricanes, right? <laughs> An apocalypse is relative, you know, like uh, like one culture's apocalypse and the rest of the world is still thriving. Uh, so, like, there's all these different apocalyptic events that the that the the variant may be surfing through because it's like cleaning up their mess and hiding all trace of them. So it's an easy place for them to stake out their their claim uh, to the point that they go to this rocks cart that takes place in the future. Cool to see like the relatively near future of the MCU in twenty uh, like twenty fifty one, twenty fifty two, something like that. Twenty fifty in that one. Makes me very nervous, though, Kevin, that, like, there is, like, a whiteboard somewhere at Disney HQ. This one's not a joke, where they actually have, like, mapped out to 2050. It's like, dude, that's 30 years of content. That's terrifying. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're gonna have to see this giant hurricane uh, come in and uh, tropical storm or whatever it was exactly and wipe out, essentially, an entire uh, town. It is a bit scary to think that Disney has plotted themselves out this far, but... I wouldn't put it past them, I guess. You know what I did like, love, get very depressed by? What's that? The, the fact that when they were listing off the apocalypses that were coming in this five-year period, they were all climate-related. Well, so Disney definitely knows a thing or two about what's going on. Well, it was all like the climate crisis, the death of a species because of climate. Like every hurricane, like everything that the apocalypses were, were climate. And I'm like, oh boy. Folks, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if Disney's warning you, you know it's true. You know, it's a little dangerous out there. Uh, but he goes to Roxcart. They all go. They figure out this is where the variant is. And the variant has like all of these different like bombs and like time designations uh, that they are sending the bombs back in time to and uh, a successful job well done. And Loki confronts the variant, gets to be face to face with, uh, I assume you're me. Uh, and like a really fun scene with a bunch of different actors just getting to like get their, uh, I don't know if you want to net yet say get their Loki on because this character is going to say, don't call me that. Right. Um, the variant though. Uh, and uh, it's like a really great, you know, combination of like mustache twirly type, uh, like uh, super villain tete a tete. Uh, going on plus the punchy kicky so you got to have that it's a marvel show but that ultimate revelation of um uh the fact that this person this variant uh is a woman who appears to be lady loki but there's a lot of thought out there that this is uh not quite so so simple uh that this may in fact be a different marvel comics character that we are seeing come to life for the first time yeah, and let's so let's get into this, right? Like, this is what's so weird about this episode to me as well, is that uh, while I did enjoy this episode, I thought it was stretched at the beginning uh, because the biggest thing to happen in this episode is, of course, the ending of the episode. And I feel like a lot of the middle was almost, like, uh, pulled a little thin, which feels weird for the second episode. But, like, the big stuff happens here, where you get to Roxcart, you get this confrontation, you get the reveal. And in episode one, we discussed it, and I, I was like, I think it's Lady Loki under there, right? I think, why not show um, this person? Why have them under a hood unless it's not Tom Hiddleston? So the reveal happened, and it is a, um, a, a possible Lady Loki. But there are things, I think, that throw it off, right? Um, things that I think that make it different. One, like you pointed out, don't call me that. Two, Loki himself saying, um, I wouldn't treat myself this way. And three, uh, most notably, I think the blonde hair. Loki, for all the incarnations we have seen, has always been uh, a dark-haired individual. So a lot of that throws it off. While they have the horns uh, on their head, right, the little horns, um, those also aren't fully like how Loki has them either. So 
That said, I, I don't know exactly what the internet is buzzing about, but there is one character that comes to my mind immediately who has an affinity towards the color green, who is from Asgard, who has blonde hair, and is also a bit tricky, and that is the Enchantress. Yes, uh, so this so- is what the internet is buzzing about. Um, so this comes our way in terms of feedback from Dylan. Dylan writes in, Is the variant in this episode Lady Loki or someone else? Speculation in the Discord brought up Enchantress as a possibility. The Spanish language credits give her the character name of Sylvie, which could be Sylvie okay, Washington, well, the- <laughs> a.k.a. Enchant- Enchantress. <laughs> Thanks, worth- Spanish credits. I guess that answers that question. <laughs> it's worth the speculation. Um, Sophia DiMartino, who is playing this character, uh, like, it could be the kind of thing where, like, you know, the MCU is always, like, adapting things, and it's rarely a one-to-one, right? Like, it's very rarely, like, it's just, uh, like, the exact character. There's always, like, different expansions. So, it could be that, like, this variant of Loki lived a different life and is known as Sylvie and is the Enchantress, but the Enchantress, according to the MCU, is just going to be a Loki variant. Um, But it does appear to be that this is, like, how Marvel is finally doing Enchantress. Can you give us some background on Enchantress? Because it's not a character that I'm, like, massively familiar with, but I know is a very important, like, uh, Asgard-level villain. Uh, Certainly, like, a big Thor villain. Yeah, so the Enchantress, I mean, she doesn't start off great, because it, it, you know, the olden days of comics. Her, she's a character who um, was brought in to seduce Thor, essentially, um, away from Jane Foster. Um, the character has since grown from there. She is Asgardian. She is a sorceress who has learned magic. Um, and uh, basically has, yeah, served as a foil to Thor throughout throughout uh, time. Um, then you get weird, though. The, the Enchantress who was the original is named, like, Amora. Amara? Amora? Um... That was the original version who was Asgardian. What gets wonky is in the last... Oh, God, how old are we? In the last decade. We're too old. Um, We're way too old. It's terrible. Yeah, this, this new version of the Enchantress was introduced, named Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie Lauten, Lauten, L-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, I think. Um, and this version was not Asgardian. She was given powers. She was a, a young girl who was given powers by Loki and served as a main foil and then teammate of the Young Avengers. And here are they coming up again. Um, so this character, and then there was a whole thing where it's just like, I, I'm taking the form of the original Enchantress. Now I am the original Enchantress. It got real weird because comics are weird. So, But this is essentially the version of character that we've had, this, this character named Sylvie for, for a decade now. Um, but she's a magic user. She is a, she's mainly a villain. She has served as a hero at times but is mostly a villain antagonist of Thor who uses magic to essentially um, at times <laughs> try and seduce him at other times, uh, try and take his power away from him uh, and has an association with Loki directly, especially this version, because that's how she got the powers. I think when you're looking at what you said, right? I think the MCU takes what it exists and in comics that can be very wonky and weird, like just discussed and adapt it, right? And make it more sensible. So I think you're right, though, Josh. I think the cleanest version here is that either this is just a Loki variant and the Enchantress is a Loki variant from another universe, or in the cleanest version, this is someone that a different version of Loki granted powers to or took under his wing or even is the father of, and that's what we get here, right? Like, I think this is the amalgamation of all these different pieces uh, coming together as one. And I think that's what they're going to do maybe with this character here, which is interesting. Um, it, it's, I think, going to make for some interesting stories, especially, again, in the Loki show, having someone like this who can share a connection to him and his unknown future slash tangent reality uh, will be more character work uh, for this, ver- this variant, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's a really cool setup. I'm 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 excited about the character. Like there've been like over the years I feel like a lot of theories about how and when Enchantress uh would show up because it's just like it's a major character in this space that is like ripe for adaptation. Um like I know that even because like Natalie Dormer was in Captain America the First Avenger that there's been like that's going to be Enchantress someday because that's she's Natalie a, Dormer and you don't She's just a blonde her. woman. It must be Enchantress. Yeah, like I remember that stuff. Um and I know like there have been like theories of or like rumors uh around her joining like as early on as um 
Thor The Dark World, I think that there was some chatter that she would be the villain there. Uh, I think before Kate Blanchett was announced as Hela, I think that there is some talk that perhaps that was going to be Enchantress finally. Didn't happen. So, like, whether this is, like, straight up Enchantress or just, like, sort of, like, an MCU uh, gesturing towards that character, um, I'm I'm just psyched about the character's potential. Um, the way in which she handles Loki in this episode in the climax was really, really deeply fun. What we don't really know yet is much about, like, we know a lot about, like, the character and the character's behavior, uh, because, like, the dialogue is really richly written, but, like, multiple different actors are getting to play that stuff out. So, the thing I'm waiting on is to see, like, how uh, Sofia DiMartino plays the character, because we don't really know other than how she lowers a hood like Luke Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> like, that is that is all we've got from her so far. That's all we have from the variant. Um, that's all that we have from uh, from this character. And I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more, and I assume that we will get that as soon as this coming week. Loki just walks through the gate behind her and decides to ditch the TVA. And so my, my question in regards to that, Kevin, is like, do you think that this is... Loki is immediately just like seeing the opportunity to leave the TVA and like follow a different Loki? Or do you think that this is a Loki who is thinking that he's going to be able to bust the variant and thereby uh, win his way to having an audience with the timekeepers? Or is this option three, which is Loki will just do the one that seems the most achievable when that moment arrives and he's keeping his options open? I think C, all the way. Like if I was Loki, I'm not saying I am... You said Mike Bloom is Loki. (laughs) Right. That makes more sense. Um, If that is the case, yeah, it's got to be option C because I agree with option C here. We know from this episode and Loki certainly knows that this was the chance. This is his moment. If this failed, he would have been erased. You know, he would have been like uh, white. Uh, So like when presented with that failure, had happened. Uh, Things were going south. Nothing was working out. The bombs were deployed. So Loki either would have had to stay with the TVA, argue a case that, like, hey, things went south, but it's not me, it's someone else, and if it was someone else and not necessarily himself, they don't need him anymore, or jump into this vortex and follow this person that he may or may not have a connection with. I think that is the best option without question. Uh, he, you know, being a hero or not, like, that, that is a survivalist tactic, that is the opportunist tactic, and it is very Loki, and it makes total sense for me to him to do that. What didn't make sense to me, Josh, is that I'm actually surprised you did not, I know the wording isn't right, but the lowering of the hood was very Jacob, in that instead of, um, this isn't about you, it's more should have been like, what about you? Just the way that that line was delivered immediately, I went to Lost season, what was that, six? Uh, season five, but let's just uh, track uh, how many times it's Kevin who brings up Lost instead of me. <laughs> it happens more than you think. It uh, does, it does. It's been happening a lot recently. It's just, I, just, uh, I can't help it. Just put a pin in that. Um, I'm really excited to see the adventures of these two characters. But what bums me out potentially is uh, that we could get like, and it bums me out just because there's so few episodes. It's a six episode series mm-hmm. uh, that like, I don't want Loki and Mobius to w- be away from each other for too long. I really love Owen Wilson on the show. I love, I think Owen Wilson's doing incredible stuff. I think like the, the dude just wants to eat his salad and get the job done. <laughs> like, don't put that on my salad. Uh, and like, just go talk to uh, Ravana, right? Just chat it up over there. Talk about all the, 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 the what is it called? Souvenirs he's brought back. Uh, all that stuff. Although there's a mysterious someone else, I guess. I don't want uh I don't want to lose this dynamic between Mobius and Loki. I think it's really really excellent. I think that the two characters work really really well off of each other. I I mean we joked about like True Detective season 4, but there really is like this like kind of like fun buddy cop like buddy time cop vibe between the two characters. Um I'm I'm just I'm totally I'm totally enamored with it and like Mobius is very much a character that I hope we see beyond loki like i i would love to see um owen wilson you know not at the expense of losing samuel L. jackson as nick fury but like i love the idea of mobius getting introduced as like a nick fury adjacent for like multiverse stuff right like show me mobius in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness as it seems like we're really messing up the multiverse in this episode feels like an incredibly fun useful thing to do and a character that you could plug into a lot of different contexts i don't know do you feel like i'm on an island with how much i'm enjoying the character or are you really liking him too 
No, I love the character. I mean, I love Owen Wilson in step one, right? And I, I love the idea of this character. I hope we do get more of him in some capacity in some way. And I do like him more, I think, as like maybe we can even get him as like the TV version of um, uh, Nick Fury, right? Like I know Nick Fury has his own show, but it would be cool to have like Owen Wilson be the one who is popping in from TV show to TV show. I guess the, the better example would actually be the Rosario Dawson if we go back to uh the the netflix cinematic sure. marvel stuff right like the character who can go from one to the next and i think being time travel being um reality shifting can allow for that but yeah i love owen wilson i love the dynamic i agree with that i i wish we got a little bit more and i think we still will i think you know loki is gonna have to join back up the tva in some capacity so i think we're gonna get it but in terms of like how to progress with only six episodes it makes sense that you have to separate them kind of at this point in order for them to get back together, probably by the end of episode three or four, um, yeah. I would probably say like four would probably be the place. Um, yeah. We're always off on the timing though. So it's probably episode five. I, I say time shenanigans is the reason we're off on timing. Yeah. I think that's probably <laughs> Somebody right. sent a time bomb back and, uh, and, 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 you know, diverged the timeline too much. But Why? just like the, the salad scene was really, really excellent of like Loki trying to make his point about apocalypses, but a then, bad like, metaphor. <laughs> But then it's like instantly followed by them like going to the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, which was just yes. insane. Um, the whole scene of just like, all right, well, don't change that much because we're like gonna re- like we could really disrupt the timeline in a pretty serious way. And then Loki just like stands on the car. He's like, that mountain's <laughs> gonna the goats. explode. He freezes all the goats. <laughs> That's gonna go. You should all get out of here. It's all, you're the all goats gonna die. Hit. Those what what he disrupted was those goats made it out now, and <laughs> there's gonna no, be a whole think, breed of goats. I think tragic. Kevin, it seems like they probably all die. Oh, yeah, Everyone those there super that dead. he's talking to, like this, like mass extinction event for these people has been like uh, turned into like hard comedy for, <laughs> for the purposes of this moment. Because, like, I think, like, to, now I, you broke the barrier. So, like, to go back to Lost, like, if there's like the sacred timeline that they're trying to uphold, and this is like some measure of whatever happened happened nonsense, right? That like. In the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Loki and Mobius always went back to Mount Vesuvius and were there for this moment. Uh, it's a funny idea. It's a ridiculous yeah, notion. It is it is weird and ridiculous, but fun. I mean, Doctor Who, since we talked about Time Lords earlier, uh, played with this idea, and it was one of my favorite things that at various points in time, like around the period, uh, you had like the Doctor was there, Rory from uh, one of the Doctor's companions was there, Jack Harkness was uh, there the day before. Like, I like the idea that in specific points in time, especially, and now if we, we really mash all that together, somehow or another, Loki and Mobius were also there. So uh, we have all these time travelers showing up at this like crucial point in time that gets everything wiped away. So uh, I, this goes into the apocalypse theory about like, if stuff gets wiped away, can't time travelers go there and mess stuff up because none of it would matter? And then kind of, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes a lot of sense, actually, which is really fun. That scene also hit on something I didn't think they were going to talk about. And I, I, I remember us mentioning this last week in episode one, the philosophical idea of free will, right? Because that becomes the argument that Mobius and, and Loki were having at one point uh, while eating, you know, while hanging out is about like, does free will exist if everything is predetermined? So I actually commend the show for getting into that a little bit. They didn't get real deep into it because, you know, they, I don't think they need to go too deep. Um, but I, I appreciate the fact that they talked about that idea. I thought it was really interesting. Well, I think something that does seem to be like very clearly being set up is, um, you know, I, I would be very shocked if Mobius ends this series uh, not doing something that leans very hard in the direction of free will. Like, whether that is just like a, like a, a interpersonal choice uh, between him and Loki that maintains his ability to stay within the TVA or something as dramatic as Carrie Russell cutting off all her hair at the start of season two and Felicity and like <laughs> Mobius just ditches. Uh, a the mustache, please no. The mustache, right? And B the TVA entirely, or it's also possible like the TVA itself just like uh, does not survive. The the series feels uh, also like a, a likely option on the table. But I think like moments like these, I think like probably the journey to some extent has to be like if Loki and Mobius are the main characters of this show, Loki's journey has to be somewhere akin to like chaos drifting towards some respect for order and uh mobius has to be uh order drifting towards some respect for chaos i think is probably like the thematic uh connector that needs to happen by the end of the show 
Yeah, it's the two characters, right? I mean, it's 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 a quintessential buddy cop measure where one is this way, the other is this way, but by the end, they have to influence each other to get to a certain point. They're not fully in the middle, but they've pulled each other one way or the other. It's like relationships. That's usually what happens. Um, and I think we're going to definitely see that here. And I hope that even if the TVA doesn't continue, as you mentioned, that some way or another, the uh, Owen Wilson Mobius continues. I think that would be really cool and really interesting. And I hope he continues while riding a jet ski. I hope the next time we see him after the series is that he's just riding in on a jet ski somewhere. Because that, that would delightful. be A+. Plus. It is delightful. I love jet skis. That entire discussion made me very happy. I notoriously do not like the ocean and do not like water, but I love myself a jet ski. Um, that is strange, and I never knew that detail about you. Yeah, um, it, it's I. I've ridden many jet skis uh, in my life, and I really strange, like them. What a They're strange, so much fun. Josh, Kevin, if you've never ridden detail. a jet ski, I highly recommend it's, it. I, I don't know that I have. I certainly would. I would love to. Uh, I don't know. That, I don't know that the opportunity has presented itself. Certainly not memorably. Um, oh, it's. I would love to do that. So it's so great. wonderful. One day, Josh, you and I. Well, jet ski oh my on God, out you and me on jet ocean. skis? Hell yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. Uh, I think that like the thing is, is like you know, if it's like uh, it's like uh, Loki has to go from all free will towards like some measure of destiny, and Mobius has to go from like all destiny to some measure of free will. Like these don't have to be, and probably can't be like all in moves. They've all. I mean, I was just about to say they've already killed Loki once. They've killed Loki a couple of times, uh, and like I think <laughs> Loki's that, like, killed Loki a couple of times. <laughs> and, and I think that like they're gonna. My, my guess would be that they will want like some iteration of this loki variant to be like the loki moving forward it would be a really big ask to like ask us to get to get invested into like an entirely new loki beyond this point but maybe they're going to be able to fulfill that request uh i don't want to put it past them um but my thinking would be like you know loki already died in the main mcu that happened um but this loki like doesn't have to like the destiny that this Loki has to achieve doesn't have to be like sacrifice and death and the inevitability of his like um uh he does not need to exist like the free will raging against the machine of like I deserve to be alive is certainly valid and should happen for that character and I think is a fun journey for him I think like the destiny stuff for Loki is what Mobius tells him in that first episode of like um I look at it differently I look at it as like you live not to cause people pain, but to like help other people be like the best versions of themselves. Uh, and like, I think like there are still ways to like achieve that while still being like cheeky, mischievous, mean Loki. And I think if he can do that for Mobius, uh, like if Loki can turn Mobius into like the best version of Mobius by the end of the show, I think that's a thematic mission accomplished. That's where I hope this is going. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense thematically. And now you said it, I'm kind of like, yeah, that would be really great. I like that idea. Regardless of what happens to this version of Loki, he leaves an impact. He leaves doing that mission, right? Like making someone become the best version of themselves. I do think we. it'll be weird because I don't think we're going to get another version of Loki beyond this. It'd be weird to repeat essentially WandaVision, right? Well, we're going to get... Because WandaVision get, did that. We're, we're for sure going to get young Loki. 100%. Like, yeah, what what I mean is um uh it, it, within this series like setting up the idea of, of another variant played by Tom Hiddleston is what right. I'm talking about. I don't right. think we're going to get that, right? Like because that's the there that's isn't going to be like a, a Will Smith Gemini man twist. <laughs> In that what this this multi-million dollar movie is bad, uh the real twist. Did um, I ever tell you have I ever told you my Gemini uh, man story? It's a it's a really quick one. Um <laughs> No, I don't think you've ever this is a, told this me. This is an incredible story. Ge- is this about you have a Gemini man? Is that is that no, the story? I mean, I do have. I have many Gemini men. Um, <laughs> the the Gemini man story, which I'll tell you really quickly. If you don't remember, it's it's Will Smith versus Will Smith, old Will Smith versus young Will Smith. It is an action movie called Gemini Man, and in Gemini Man. Uh, I, I, I know only lightly what happens. There's a big, uh, spoiler thing that I, I could reveal, but for those who wish to see it, uh, themselves, I, I shall not reveal, but I was not able to watch it naturally. The way that I watched Gemini Man was I was on an airplane on my way home from a very, very long flight, and the person sitting next to me watched Gemini Man on the <laughs> plane, and then I went to sleep, and then when I woke up several hours later, the guy was watching Gemini Man again. That's the story. This dude watched Gemini Man twice on a like a like a fourteen hour flight. That's absurd. That's absurd. That movie burned, does not warrant four two hours watchings. of that fourteen hour flight on Gemini Man twice. 
that's in, it's more than four hours. That movie, I think, is like close to over two and a half hours long. So we're looking at five hours that guy burned of his 14-hour flight on the Gemini the story, Man. Kevin, is I want to see Loki's Gemini Man moment. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because like you mentioned the idea in the during the first episode podcast, right? During last week's episode, that the 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 kid in the church might have been Kid Loki. And now I'm thinking now that we saw that this is a, you know, blonde Loki enchantress, maybe that was. There's nothing to say that that kid we saw was not now Kid Loki or Kid Enchantress. So that's actually really interesting. So um, th- again, I-, I definitely think we're going to see versions of Loki moving forward. I don't know if we'll see a different Tom Hiddleston version. What that means for this character, whether he dies or serves his greater purpose, his you know, uh, his it, it, that's that's to stand to be seen. Um, and I'm curious which way it'll go. But I definitely think like we're not going to get you know this version dies and there's another Tom Hiddleston version running around. We're not going to get. Uh, CW's The Flash with um with, with Harrison Wells. I don't think that's going to happen here. Oh my god, I hope not. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going to happen with these time bombs, Kevin? These bombs that are being shot back in time. Cutesy wrote this in. Can somebody explain to me how the bombing of the sacred timeline is supposed to work? Um, and also some respect from Sean. Sean said, we're heading so fast towards a multiverse. The show isn't holding back. Most shows would have made that ending the penultimate episode. Uh, yes. Talk me <laughs> through it. I was actually very surprised at that as well. And I'm, again, very curious where they're going to go with it. I'm still hoping... That the premise of the show was going to be not the premise of the show. Uh, what I was hoping the show to be will pay off to an extent here, right? Like now they have to go fix parts of the timeline. Um, so naturally, I, I tried to look and see like what points were bombed because very specific points and places were bombed. Uh, Titan was hit. Vormir was hit. The the home of the Soul Stone. Sakar was hit. Um, New York was hit. They're clearly points I think that are massive possibly let's call them nexus points in time where things happened that i think were were hit with this device where these devices and the and it looks like what the device does is essentially like erase things from history in that moment so what happens if they send something to sakar and the hulk is not there you know what happens in in these moments what happens if thor is not there and it's a hulk allowed to run you know like rage rampant or whatever there's a lot of uh things that could that could spawn out of this the reason the multiverse is going to exist is because those bombs took away a key uh, point, a key factor, a key element to something in history, and it causes the timeline to skew wildly. And I think that's like the little things that is always how the idea of the multiverse gets started. What if the British, you know, won the American Revolution? It wouldn't be called the American Revolution one; it probably just called the American Rebellion or Uprising. But like, wh- you know, what happens there? You know, those are how these stories begin. These are how these alternate history takes begin. So it seems like that is absolutely what this is setting up. These were very important points in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in location and time. So I, I think, yeah, we're, we're seeing the multiverse. Location in like time. That? Yeah. Did I? Um, half. Say uh, yes. I, I love to hate it. Say yes. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. All right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that's how that's what I think is happening. That's how this multiverse of madness is spawning, which is again weird. You think it would be the penultimate episode because this is possibly 
directly leading into Doctor Strange, but it's episode two. There's still a lot more episodes to go before uh, we get to the point that anything will bleed over to Doctor Strange 2 yet. Yeah. Um, that bomb going to Vormir. Hmm. Interesting. Um, there is a shot in the trailer uh, for Loki uh, of Loki on Vormir sitting next to a redheaded woman. Well, then, that's interesting indeed, isn't it? <laughs> it should also be noted that I believe Loki Episode 5 is going to come out two days before Black Widow. Interesting. Also, it should be noted as we're recording this that the uh, reaction embargo for Black Widow has lifted and people seem to really like it. Again, I'm <laughs> I'm certain this movie is going to be good. It's existence a lot of the reaction is very me. similar to what you've been saying along the way, though. It's like what a weird way to launch Phase Four, and also what a, le- a weird thing to have happen right now. This movie that takes place after Captain America: Civil War, like the vast majority of takes I've read have been like this is like the most standalone Marvel movie in a very long time. Well, yeah, because we we know what happens, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or do we? Is there going to be like some sort of post-credit scenes? Like, go to Disney Plus and watch this episode of Loki. <laughs> that's like, oh my god, that's like in comics when you're reading it and they have like the star and you look in the little caption box and it's just like, to find out where the Hulk went, read this other comic. And you're like, I, no, thank you. I don't, I don't know how I will feel. Historically, my reaction would be like, I hate this because it would be like sort of like um, on Top Chef when they do Last Chance kitchen i hate last chance kitchen it makes go me to, so angry. go to bravo.com to watch yeah, it, the it last sketch it last makes me so kitchen. angry that i'm being asked to watch ancillary digital content to like fully understand what's happening on my main narrative show like if you can't tell me what's happening on my main narrative show like you're doing it wrong Agreed. don't make me hunt this shit down that sucks uh and yet i'll be like a total hypocrite if it's like the post-credit scene is her on vormir and loki walks up and it's like stay tuned to the series finale of loki book like, hell yeah no see i don't i i i i I don't I'll mind it when it. it's I'll probably done get the right because way. you'll probably hate it and you'll impact my fe- uh, feelings on it. It's it's just I think it needs to be done the right way. I would I, I, like again, it, it would be hypocritical of me to say that I don't like it um, because I love what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done with it, and I love the idea. And again, what I want from these TV shows is to impact the movies more. But there's ways to do it that I think aren't that. I don't like the idea of. You know, here's a teaser. Go watch this exact thing because synergy in order to really follow it along. I think there's ways to do it right, and I, I and I will love it if done right. Um, it's just really hard to pull off. I mean, comics do it all the time, and I don't like it really in comics. Uh, well, it's hard to say. Don't like it. I like it if it's done right in comics. Like it, it, it's all, it's all by measures, I suppose. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. <laughs> um, let's get to some more feedback. This was from Dylan. There were some questions about um. The different variants. Dylan says, how does a variant such as Troll Loki and Lady Loki, how are they allowed to exist in the first place? Wouldn't their existence as infants cause a timeline variation? Um, well, that's that's why these variants happen, because it, the, the, they, they came through um, these timeline breaks, right? Like, And so they, these variants existed, but either have been erased or escaped or something else. So I think those are the questions, is that it's... This is where it's going to get weird and technical because like since time isn't exactly linear and time and space isn't like just one straight line, these variants and their popping up and their existing is all happening simultaneously. So while they're looking at the variants that are appearing, like the what looked like a soccer version of Loki, which was very odd, the troll version of Loki, you know, while everything is happening in the TVA, these variations could be occurring in quote unquote real time. And if these aren't they you know, they would go back and erase them from existence. So the reason why these variants didn't exist in the first place is because time isn't linear. Time, it's it's more like a giant ball of timey-wimey goo, you know? So, like, that's that's why these things can occur. That's why all of this can happen at once. That's why these variants can exist, um, despite the fact that technically they shouldn't because there's only one timeline. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that they're running around like our Loki and living full lives. The one that is, is the one that they're chasing, and they're chasing because they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Tom Palmer telling yeah. me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> Calling out Tom. Uh, Jank writes in, um, Loki can change his appearance. His natural form is a frost giant. 
So I guess these Lokis take on a new form after or as part of becoming a variant. Yeah. I mean, Loki can, that's, that's partially definitely it, right? Like, there's factors that can alter and change it. And, like, why Loki, like, Lady Loki's a whole other story. But, like, the Loki that's like a Hulk version, right? Like, why he looks like that isn't necessarily always Loki also taking shape and choosing to look like the Hulk. If he gets hit with a gamma radiation or gets a radiated blood transfusion, he would look Hulk-ish. So that's part of something that he wouldn't necessarily fully be able to change. If we get into like D&D style, right, is it disguise self where you can make yourself look different, but if you reach out and touch that area, you're still physically there? There's a lot of questions that can come in here and how his powers work. He's glad to clarify, as he does when they were like, well, this is the same power. And he's like, no, these are two different powers, and here's what they each do how can you not understand that which i thought was a very funny moment of loki describing his own powers to the others uh this is from jared uh jared says uh jared has a gripe with the ending fight scene uh jared says i wish they would have done more of the fight scene at the end purely because of the setting kevin has talked a lot about cool set piece fights and this could have really been that Alas, it was over before it even really started. It's a weird dichotomy because in general, I don't need everything to end up in a big superhero action fight scene. That was one of my biggest problems with with WandaVision finale. But when they have the setup so perfectly here, it feels like a tease to not use it. Um, do you take issue with the setting for this final fight scene in this episode, Kevin? Or because it's episode two, are you like more lenient on it? Um, I have some thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours first. Yeah, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are. My thoughts. My I can tell you really quick, and, they're quick, they're very fast, is that like, sure. I care a little bit less about the, like, the actual setting of the, of the fight, and, and in, in fact, I think the setting of the fight actually works because, like, the set pieces of the fight are the variant's ability to hop from, like, person to person. So, like, it's less about, like, the location for me, and so much more about, like, showing off the skill set of, like, these people are in this store like seeking shelter from an apocalyptic hurricane in in Alabama and the variant is hopping from like uh from like a person looking at the fish to a uh, store clerk to guy in the hunting camouflage uniform i'm like that's the set piece for me that's what i'm focused on i don't need like a big like they're going in like time gate 1 time gate 2 time gate 3 here in episode 2 i need you to tell me what the variant can do and i think this does that um okay yeah i i see where you're coming from there but i think for me in in the same way that the complaint is that they didn't use this setting to the full potential i don't think they used the hop body hopping to the full potential i think in in the original search it was only like one or two people that he that they looked at it was actually the first person they looked at when looking at the fish i think they could have really made something interesting and dynamic if they shortened the beginning of the episode and, and extended out this rocks cart part where you have a moment where they're trying to actually hunt people down and they're a large gra- gathering of people and it's being and this person is hopping from person to person is how do you follow that you have a fight scene where there's a ton of people attacking you know coming at loki and this person is hopping from next person next person who is he hitting who is he attacking and why like how can he keep track of that and that doesn't even add on to the fact that i think the location is really cool a supermarket is a really cool place to have a fight scene um and i would have loved a little more of that a little more of the usage of the environment um very much so i agree with with this this idea that like it didn't live up to the potential that way um but the other thing because like also, that 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 area looked a lot like Left 4 Dead, um, which is a zombie survival game, and uses like settings like that to extremely uh, great effect. And I really was hoping for something like that. That swarming aspect, especially within a body hopper, could have been really interesting. Um, but the other part for me, and I'm a little bit torn on how exactly I feel about this, but in my personal opinion, the fight choreography in this show isn't great. Um, and even in this episode, it wasn't like great. But this isn't that sort of show, so I kind of giving it a little bit of a pass there, where like the fighting itself that was happening wasn't as dynamic as I, I've come to expect from from Marvel. Um, but I'm letting it be okay because this isn't that type of show. This isn't a show about fighting, and these aren't characters that are necessarily like hand to hand combatants. So overall, you know, the fights are a little bit lacking for me, but it wasn't hugely distracting. I do wish. I wish I got some more of that supermarket stuff, though. It's, there's so much stuff to use in a supermarket in a fight. It's wild. Like they could, like you get to see little pieces of it. But I wish there was more. I do agree. 
Um, all right. Uh, let's go into some more feedback from Brenna. Brenna says, I'm interested to see how time passing differently is going to affect the placing of this show in the MCU, since it seems like an important bit that Owen Wilson doesn't know, quote unquote, how long he would be there, um, like inside the, uh, inside the timeline, I think. Yeah. It's again, this is like weird stuff. This is getting into weird theoretical, um, science stuff, right? Because like, again, not knowing how long he has been there and how that affects its placement in the MCU, I, I, I don't think those two necessarily can collide because they don't exist within what we look at as time. Uh, so they, they aren't on a linear path. Like He starts in 1945 and continues on to 2072 isn't how it works. They exist outside of time itself. So he could have been in this place for, let's say, uh, 175 years. But that doesn't affect the time that passes on the main timeline because they can enter the main timeline at any point. They're looking at time differently than us. Uh, this is something I've actually played around with a lot. I have a whole story that I've wanted to do for a long time about time travel that, that plays with this stuff. So uh, it, it really interests me and it's really something I'm fascinated by. That's why I'm like, oh, this is how I think it works because it's something I've actually like delved into myself a lot. Um, from Ryan. Ryan says, how is it that a hurricane is a level 10 apocalypse when Ragnarok is a level 7? I think, if I may, I think uh, this may be a level 10 apocalypse because of what happened with the variant and what the variant did. That, like, perhaps, like, the supreme apocalypse that we're dealing with is this potential dismantling of the sacred timeline. That's that would be worthy of a level 10. Yeah, do the timekeepers know more than they are letting on? This goes into that what I was saying, right? Like it, things that happen in in time and space happen in a different uh path. So that totally makes sense. That can totally track. Uh that is interesting. So like the timekeepers could have known hence why it's like a level 10 apocalypse. I guess it also depends on like amount of people, amount of space, like what like what happens, you know, like Asgard wiped out Asgard. Um, how much of an effect did that have overall on the universe itself? Like, what what was the rippling effect of Asgard being destroyed? We don't know yet. Technically, Asgard was always supposed to be destroyed. That's the Ragnarok myth. So it could be that, too. Whereas, for example, the swallows being wiped out, like, that seems like nothing. But the ecological effect of something like that is massive in scale. So it mm-hmm. could be similar, where Asgard was a, almost somewhat contained comparatively, whereas wiping out, you know, part of the southeastern united states is obviously going to like change a lot of stuff because i'm pretty sure if that hurricane took out alabama florida was long gone Mm, yeah probably sorry uh torby uh we'll close that with torby torby's torby's got a theory torby's theory is that the timekeepers do not exist and the tva is a farce created for some outside purpose kevin are the timekeepers going to be the new Mandarin? Are the timekeepers going to be the new Trevor? I 100% thought that. I mean, from the moment they started talking about the timekeepers and their secrecy and the whole thing about like, well, you have that moment where, who was it? C20 said that like, I told, I told, I told them where, where the timekeepers are. I told them the locations, you know, I, I think, I think there's definitely more to the idea of the timekeepers that we're being led on to. Um, so, them not existing, I think, could 100% be accurate. I think it, it is something that makes sense for them not to exist. There's this thing where I feel like in adaptations, in comics, in movies, where if a concept is too big, they they get rid of it, um, or they or they or they they minimize it. Right? Like Galactus is the perfect example. When you look at like the Galactus cloud. It was the idea of like this giant space entity from a previous universe that devours world and is like looks like a person and just you know monsters on planets was too much I think for 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 them to really wrap their head around so they made it a space cloud instead the idea of timekeepers who could arguably be the most powerful beings in the entire Marvel universe the you know an embodiment of the living tribunal uh, from the comics essentially an adaptation of them um, that's a lot that's a lot for people to like kind of stomach and not, not every stomach, but like put wrap their heads around fully. It sets a standard. Um, and it's like, where do you go from here? So it does make a lot more sense for me just from like a narrative standpoint that the timekeepers don't exist. 
that they're not as big and powerful as they keep being made out to be. It just fits into, I think, habit of what I've seen before and what people have done before. So I, I think that's a good read, and I think that's a pretty pretty safe bet to make. Yeah. Um, well, we'll find out pretty soon. Uh, Loki Episode 3, dropping this Wednesday, June 23rd. Kevin, I don't know if you saw, but Disney is like, we love Loki being on Wednesdays so much that we are moving. All of our original content is going to Wednesdays. So uh, other than movies, but I think like TV show drop, they're going to be dropping on Wednesdays instead For of real? Fridays now. Yeah. That's yeah. what? That's, <laughs> That's what weird. T- yeah. That's what they decided. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's fine. That doesn't. Okay. Midweek. I guess. I just feel like now, now that I'm so used to like Mandalorian being on Fridays, I don't know how I feel about that. Get ready to change your life, Kevin. I wish they'd vary up the days. I mean, then we're, then we're encroaching on like we're just looking at regular TV. Here's, here's, here's the thing though is like they were on Fridays and now they're on Wednesdays and then they could always go to Thursday. Like, you know, it's a, this doesn't mean it's a forever decision, but it's uh, what they've said they're doing for now at least. Yeah. New shows on Wednesdays. The the timeline is the timeline, Josh. Sacred timeline. Sacred timeline. Sacred, Uh, sacred TV timeline. All right, well, stick with our sacred timeline. We get you your Loki recaps by the end of every week. We need like the day and a half or so to noodle on the episode and then record the pod. We appreciate your patience. We hope we're getting these your way quickly enough. I know everyone's got big questions about Loki. Everyone wants to know about that Loki show. Well, here we are talking about it. We'll be back next week talking about it more. Uh, you can kick some feedback our way. We'd love that. Super at PoshoRecaps.com or you can hit us up, Josh at PoshoRecaps.com or Kevin at PoshoRecaps.com. Hit us up on the Twitter bots at PoshoRecaps, at Round Howard, at Kev Mahadeo. Sign up for the Discord, the Post Show Recaps Patreon Discord, patreon.com slash PoshoRecaps. You sign up, you get yourself an incredible community of people who love the things that you love and you support your favorite podcasters. What an incredible deal. You can also sign up at the lower level to get that patron only podcast feed where Kevin Mahadeo is putting out crazy things, including the upcoming YA. If you want that Twilight stuff, you're going to want that podcast. You're definitely uh, going to want that Twilight stuff. I'll tell it's it's going to be so ridiculous. I'm it. so hyped for it. I think Same. it's going to be so incredible. I'm, <laughs> what a weird thing, but I need I need to hear you talk about Twilight. It's a very important thing that I need in my life, and I hope other people are psyched for it as well. Um, Kevin, what else? Anything else? You've been on uh, vacay. You've been uh, away from home. You're going to be home next week. I'm finally going to be arriving back home uh, next week, which is very exciting. I've been on vacation to see my family after the long, long year and a half of being uh, in quarantine and not seeing them as they live on a different coast, uh, the same coast as Josh, who I've also not seen. And it's very sad. Way too long. Um, yep. Yep. Um, so that's been really nice. And it's just been good to be on vacation, kind of be, be out and see other places. Um, it's weird. It's super weird. Uh, I will say that. It's super odd. But it's it's been fun. I... I Speaking of, I, I do have a bit of a weird FOMO, not being like in debt into like what's going on 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 the Patreon and what's going on in the Discord with the post so, show peeps. Yeah, yeah, with the post you show missed peeps. About a you thousand know? years uh, being gone for a week and a half. Yeah, that's what happened. So uh-huh. I'm excited to get back into a lot of that stuff. I'm also excited to try and uh, get back into you know writing again. Uh, I'm looking forward to updating my website soon with a with a fun script I'm working on. Again, another uh, just funsies you know for myself and whoever wants to read it so stay tuned for that as well um how have you been josh you've been great <laughs> I've, been, I've been fine i've been good uh life is good we've got a lot going on in the podcast and it's been a delight uh we we uh, recorded uh, a really fun patron only podcast uh of the wiggle bloom which is the podcast when myself and mike bloom get together for shenanigans it's the only podcast that mike and i do where we do silly stuff Every other podcast is very uh, uh, solidly base hit. Uh, yeah, very, very, very serious. Very serious. Yes, no snake very, eating involved. Very buttoned up. So this is the one where we get to do shenanigans. Uh, so we did an episode of The Wiggle Bloom uh, where we teamed up with Puya Zanvakili for his Twitch stream. Uh, he's incredible. He's been uh, streaming on Twitch like every single day the entirety of June. He's incredible. Such a workhorse. He does uh, character... Uh, he does tier lists. Tier list Thursdays is what he does. Uh, we teamed up with Puya uh, for a tier list where we, um, uh, on the suggestion of Posho Recaps patron Emily Reed, uh, we uh, had this great idea from Emily that we implemented for the Wiggle Bloom, where uh, we tier-ranked fictional universes that you would want to live in, uh, based on 
Um, you would either like, I want to move there tomorrow, uh, is the top. Uh, the next is, I would like to vacation there. Uh, the next would be like, I guess it's just life. Like, I just, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm getting the exact phrasing wrong. Uh, but it's like, it's fine. It's life. It's a place to live. Uh, then the next one is, um, I would, I would not use my Groupon to go. Uh, and then the last one is put it in the trash, put it in the bin, bin it. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was on this tier, and I think its placement perhaps will surprise the royal you. Uh, take your guesses or sign up for the post show recaps Patreon and find out for yourself by listening to the podcast. It may be controversial. I don't know. We'll find out. Give it it's a, a listen. Perfect time to sign up and listen. $5 level. You get access to that. And don't forget our invincible special that we did way back. If you haven't checked out that show, highly recommend you watch it on Amazon and then listen to our podcast. Cool. All right. We'll be back next week with more Loki until then, everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.